Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Uh, testing, one, two, one, two, one, two. I think I'm here. Hello. Uh, it's October 27th. Sorry, yesterday, but I was under the weather. I'm still under the weather, but uh, I don't see the point of not doing the show. I know how much you enjoy Susan, so I asked her to join us today. Suze, are you there? Yeah, I am here. Good. <laughs> how, are, how are you? How is your throat, dear sister? It sounds it, a little ugly. It's awful, and it's no better, and I can't. Um, swallowing is something that I am trying desperately not to do. Uh, but whatever, we'll see. My own doctor won't see me until the second COVID test comes in. <laughs> it's amazing when your doctor is afraid to see you. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't see you either between the two. Well, jeez, <laughs> God, I've, um, I've sterilized my end of the phone. Okay, well. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so while you're hacking away, I was I'll cover your phone right because do you have a mask on? Anyway, um, I was reading about Judd and the Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, okay, unfing believable. Now, what Judge Kyle Rittenhouse, for those that might not recognize the name, is the teenager who went um, uh, hunting. Uh, that's slightly a president, pres, uh, uh, prejudicial term. He, Thank you. He went to Kenosha during the the, the unrest there. A police um, shooting with right. his mommy. Both of them armed with uh, um, rapid firing rifles. Uh, to hunt them, some folks, and he shot to death two men and wounded grievously a third who survived. Uh, the judge a in third that woman, yeah, the judge in this case has this just now the case is underway. It's just begun, right? The and the judge has ruled <laughs> that the uh, prosecutors who are prosecuting the 18-year-old murderer. Murderer, a, alleged murderer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the alleged murderer, not uh, allowed to kill the to call the people he killed victims. Right, because that he deemed prejudicial. In the yes, next he breath, he <laughs> allowed the defense team to call the victim the dead, priest. Yeah. Excuse me, looters. the victims, yes, thugs, rioters, and looters, and looters and arsonists, arsonists, right? Not thugs. Yeah, because yeah, because that's not prejudicial. Because that's not prejudicial. And, and if they were in fact any- going to be charged with the crime, then that would be correct. Uh, never noting that two of those people being dead would not be charged with the crime, and would not be able to defend themselves. And the third one, by the way, is suing the city of Milwaukee for uh, basically uh, deputizing a bunch of white supremacists to go and shoot her. Kenosha. Kenosha, right. Okay. So, guys, I have to just say, is this not right there? Is this case whatever happens? Well, here I was uh, sitting there thinking about this. The problem is that it's the prosecution. That's been handcuffed, and you, the prosecution can't appeal the judge's ruling. The, if the defendant is acquitted as a result, I'm that would be sort of the essence of double jeopardy. It's only the appeal generally is only on the defense yeah. side. Tell me if I'm wrong. This is not the kind of law I practice. But I, I don't know, I don't, but you might be right. Unless how, you can really show gross, not? I mean, I guess you could just, there's got to be a way to show gross misconduct. I know. mean, is there, the fact is, I, these two dead 
young men. I think they were in, one was 36, uh, one was 26. They were protesters. They were protesting the uh, police shooting of an unarmed black man. Uh, there is no evidence that they were arsonists or looters or, for that matter, rioters. They were protesting. And then all hell broke loose. Why? I think because... There was an 18-year-old armed young man pointing his rifle at people. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, Uh, it really is unbelievable. And I don't understand how this is my country. I don't understand how our political system – well, I do. It's not sudden. I just – you know, we just didn't pay attention when they put half the male black population in prison. You know, but now that we're paying attention, this is just appalling. Yeah, it's appalling. And since we're, are we doing appalling? Oh, no. I, no, no, no. I, I mean, I've got tons. I also do want to know exactly this time, three years ago, that... The rampage at Tree of Life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It started a bit before 10. And um, yeah, three years ago. And that murderous scum has not uh, yet been been tried. Uh, yeah, the wheels of justice, I'm telling you. you uh, know, we're, we're watching it on Capitol. I mean, so much of the country Whoa. is wondering why insurrectionist congressmen and women are 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 still sitting in their desks, and 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 why I mean there's a reason that that justice should be swift. Ugh. Well, you don't want it too swift because then you get, you know, uh, you don't want it too swift, but you also want actions to be linked to consequences in a timely manner. Yeah. Even if only the charges were brought in a timely manner. Yeah. This is why I, 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 I get down in the dumps because the rate at which our institutions are responding to the ongoing effort to destroy our democracy is so agonizingly and maddeningly slow that I just don't see uh, us catching up. I just don't. Um, Well, not when we have open, open, you know, I I don't know what to call that man who happens to be a judge in Kenosha. Well, his name is Schrader, if you want to call him his name. He is, I mean, this has to create, um, I can't imagine the blowback. It's it's unbelievable. Well, let's do it this way. As long as you can't call the dead victims, but you can call the, you can call the dead arsonists, rioters. You can defame them. You can't call the rape victim a victim. Can call her what though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I saw it too and just went berserk. So yeah, I I actually didn't times because I knew it was going to make me go berserk. But then when I actually read it, it was worse than I thought it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another one. Oh, I see. I thought you were accusing me of saying appalling all the time now, and I had to censor myself for you oh, know. Oh no, 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 no! But you I'm were saying, just oh, saying we're, doing, we're appalling. doing appalling as the theme. Yeah, I, got I don't it. want to. Oh, I don't want to, but I do have another one. Um, a, a high school teacher in New Jersey has been suspended because when a 17-year-old student who happens to be Arab American asked if he could finish his math assignment at home the teacher said 
we don't negotiate with terrorists. Well, that was unfortunate. Unbelievable. The Ridgefield School District announced yesterday that it had disciplined a teacher while it investigates the allegations uh, made by Mohammed Zubi, a senior at the school, who was stunned at the answer he got over his question about whether he could have more time on an assignment. And he said it in front of the class. He said the class, there are people in the class, some started laughing and other people just, their mouths were hanging open. Well, I'm, I, you around. know, it's so good for for him that if this were to happen, it happened in yeah, front of all those witnesses. Exactly right. So, I mean, he even turned around to a fellow student and he said, did he just say that? And she said, uh-huh. <sighs> okay, so... Let's but you know this is a this is these emboldened excuse the term because it's the only accurate one assholes are showing up at school board meetings I mean when I was sitting at the president's chair at the head of a school board there were already enough absolute disgusting people there <laughs> making my but life miserable were, but, but I wasn't a firm life. Yeah, I, right. You know, I mean, this was this was literal sport to try and you know irritate the local school board, but these people were actually truly well, involved. Yeah. No, well, I want to point out that the thing is what you said about uh, while this to destroy our democracy continues apace. Um, one of the things that the other side, the right wingers, do is the work. They work and never stop, and they target, always have targeted, local level. They don't necessarily go for the top. They set, they, they set their sights lower, which then results in an incredible amount of power. Well, let me, what they're doing now, wait, yeah. what they're doing now with school boards is, is first of all, uh, chasing. Uh, well-intentioned, good people. Who well, in most communities are not paid. This is volunteer or by law not paid. Yeah, they're not paid here. They're generally not paid. It's a huge job. You're not paid. And why should anybody uh, be have their homes picketed, their children uh, targeted, their, their lives uh, threatened? Why would anybody do that? So the people will be reluctant because our side is not doing that to – it's not our side that is being – that is threatening school board members. It's the other side. And once they chase all of us off, they'll take the seats. They'll well, control no, but the can, can I just say this is the interesting part because the people that are so riled up at those school board members and don't understand how they got there and why they aren't representing them, I would like to point out to you that I would bet half of everything that I have that not one of them had ever voted in a school board election or paid any attention to that at all. And maybe if they had, it wouldn't be so you know, mystified by who put these people in their chairs and and whom they were representing. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't know about that because, you know, well, I do, because I know I've watched school board turnouts. And if you get four thousand people <laughs> out of, you know, a hundred thousand voting in a school board election, that's a big turnout. Well, it's uh, school board turnouts are generally I mean, if it's in a major election, obviously, there's more votes, but most people don't know who they're voting for in a school board election. Very few people. They're voting blind. They're voting blind, like they vote for judges. Um, so who knows? All I know is that the right is, uh, and they've got money. They've got Coke money. They've got a lot of other money coming from these gazillionaire types who are funneling these efforts to destroy school boards all over the country. I've been reading just terrifying stuff about it. 
So what, I, I, I'm just saying that that's the school board. They do they do this on a number of of uh, levels and in institutions. And meanwhile, our side plots along, following the rules. And it, for instance, I actually saw a um, here's a letter from somebody wrote to the Times, and I understand what she's saying. She said she. It was a letter about, oh, I suppose I, I now don't have it, um, how we, our side, is not paying enough attention and that Trump is really a threat. And she, I can't find it, she says, it's not that we don't understand that Trump is a threat. It's that we are exhausted. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, yes, we are. Yeah, we are. So who? The war yeah. isn't over yet. I mean, they, with that no, with that, that theory, we would have just packed and gone home in 1942, and that would have been the end. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I wanna I wanna change the subject because I can't. I'm not feeling well to start with, and I don't wanna. Uh, well, do you want to hear one funny, appalling story? Okay. Okay. We, three guesses. What is the only state that has legalized marijuana that is losing money? I don't know. Oh, that would be Missouri. It has legalized marijuana? It has legalized medical marijuana. Oh, and, and it's being sued right and left because, of course, the bidding process was rigged in who got the uh, – <laughs> who got the contract got the was all rigged and one person's always one one denied licensee has already been granted a 26 million dollar judgment and you know and there's other lawsuits to file um but they they were always going to give the profits from the business to the veterans of foundation and now the foundation is funding the lawsuits <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I mean, this is this governor. This is the same governor that uh, Parsons, who, uh, who, when the uh, when the newspaper reporter simply right clicked and you know and and got everybody's social security number, they're now suing the Post Dispatch and the. He said, "I know for hacking because a, a reporter reported that the states, um, the states at a website was in fact." Uh, uh, allowing people to see social security numbers of, of all the uh, teachers, and the response from the governor was to sue the reporter. <laughs> for hacking! Say, oh my god! For hacking! Thank you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Was for hacking, and and not only that. The, the reporter had had warned them three days prior to publishing the story so they could clean it up before the story was published because yeah, they had no. no desire to endanger all those people's security. And 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 instead, what they did was initiate it. That's what they do in Missouri. They have they they either attract or they or they file frivolous lawsuits. Well, that's what. They've learned from Donald Trump. That's what Trump it's does. Just, I mean, it, and, okay. and then you just keep suing and suing and suing, and uh, and then we get tired and we go home. So no, we That's can't right. get tired or go That's home. Right. And and more of us obnoxious types like me that don't mind a a good uh, verbal battle need to keep running for school board. Well, I don't know. I don't know that I'd run for school board right now. I don't know. I never would have run for school board. I hate meetings. Yeah, boy, that was a skill. Let me tell you, learning how to sit still, look interested, and yeah, you know, and oh, benign relatively through what were six-hour meetings routinely. God, see, I, 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 I killed myself. I couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah. do it. No way. Uh-uh. Forget it. So. I just need to, yeah. The uh, um, uh, the New York Times uh, book review had a 
celebrated its 125th anniversary. So for 125 years, the New York Times reviewing books, and they uh, reprinted some old reviews, and some of them are very interesting and or funny and or whatever, wrong. Uh, but here's one that I just loved, and I have I have to share with you. This is the New York Times Review, published in 1922, of James Joyce's Ulysses. Yeah, let me now, interrupt for a second. I'm giggling because I don't know if you can hear it, but my dog is sleeping and he's barking up a storm. His oh, he's barking in his sleep. sleep. He's going, oh, no, <laughs> oh, we can't hear it, but I love those sleep barks. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he's he's after a rabbit. <laughs> no, in Ernie's case, it's so, more like a skunk. But go ahead. We were we were talking Ulysses. You said my go mind ahead. skittered. That's one. I'm, I'm, that's okay. one. That's one. Okay, just saying. Okay, so this is the New York Times Book Review, 1922, James Joyce's Ulysses. Did you ever read it, Susan? I I did so many years you ago did? that yeah I did I was an English major. Well, so was I for a little while there. I didn't read it. Well, I finished. All, <laughs> all I heard was that it was incomprehensible. Whatever. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, I can't tell you anything about it. Okay. Here's the review. And what's interesting is I think the guy is the doctor who reviews it, Doctor Joseph Collins. I suspect from the review is a psychiatrist. And um, he, I'm going to read this whole thing. I just got to read a few little tidbits that I pulled out. Here's how it starts, though. A few intuitive, sensitive visionaries may understand and comprehend Ulysses, James Joyce's new mammoth uh, volume, without going through a course of training and instruction. But the average intelligent reader will glean little or nothing from it. Even from careful perusal, one might properly say study of it. Say bewilderment and a sense of disgust. That's his opening salvo. Who the hell could undercomprehend this and who would not be disgusted by it? So then he goes on and on and on. And then mid-review, he says this. Ulysses is the most important contribution that has been made to fictional literature in the 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was right. Well, he and was right. Count. He, w no, he was right. Count. But first of all, you got to stop your head from spinning. <laughs> I know. But, in, but in, he's right on both counts. Right. It's incomprehensible. Right. And it might be the most, he, not might be, he says it is the most important contribution that has been made to fictional literature in the 20th century, which was still young. It was 1922. Um, and he says it will immortalize its author with the same certainty that the brothers Karamazov did Dostoevsky. It is likely that there is no one writing English today that could parallel Joyce's feet. And it is also likely that few would care to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but our brother would argue, along with others, that he just loved it, you know. Okay, fine. Well, those are the few he says. There might be a few intuitive, you know, sensitive visionaries. That's but, now taught in high school in AP classes. So I can't even imagine. Okay, uh -huh. so I, I two more little bits from it. I think this is so funny. Uh, speaking of Joyce, he says, he undoubtedly knew full well what he was undertaking and how unacceptable the vile contents his unconscious mind would be to 99 men out of 100 and how incensed they would be at having the disgusting product of his unconscious thrown in their faces. Because so he goes at he this is in a part about Freud and this and that. So I think Dr. Collins, who wrote this, is a psychoanalyst. 
yeah. Yeah, and then he, he finally ends on this. Not ends, but toward the end. Finally, he says, I venture a prophecy. Not ten men or women out of a hundred can read Ulysses through. And of the ten who succeed, five of them will do it as a tour de force. In other words, will do it just to say, I did it. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm sure James Joyce didn't, but there, I love it. And I have not read it, so I can't. Uh, okay, well, if the guy it. is a shrink, and if he was a shrink, and if he was a Freudian, that would, that's a very, um, you're not supposed to comment on the, uh, on the crap that one finds in one's patients' heads. <laughs> one needs well, one's not, not supposed to be judgmental of one's unconscious. Well, he wasn't his therapist. He was just the guy who wrote the book. I know. But I think that everybody's subconscious is a rather murky swamp. Well, he says he's the only individual that uh, I have encountered outside of a madhouse who that has left slow. Yeah. who has let flow from his pen random and purposeful thoughts just as they are produced. Mm-hmm. He does not give them any order, sequence, or independence. His literary output would seem to substantiate some of Freud's contentions. Uh, he transfers the product of his unconscious mind to paper without submitting it to the conscious mind, or if he submits it, it is to receive approval and encouragement, perhaps even who knows. But that is, yeah. Okay. So there. I don't have to bother reading it. I'm just telling you, if you never did, I never did, and I'm not intending to. Um, okay, I gotta. I, I I read something, and I don't, for the life of me, understand it. Will you help me with this? Maybe this this was a little, you know, this is a tidbit in a, you know, about, you know, celebrities. And it's an anecdote uh, from, I guess, Joan Collins has written uh, a book or something. Maybe she has it. Joan Collins was on Dynasty for. Yes. And she's she's still alive. She's 88 years old with raven hair still. Yeah, well, sure. Raven hair and crimson lips and no wrinkles. Right. And um, says here she starred on screen alongside Richard Burton and Paul Newman and had affairs with a married Harry Belafonte and a young Warren Beatty. And that, that produces this that I don't understand. About her affair with a young Warren Beatty, she says it was an experience, it's an experience she likens to being an oyster in a slot machine. Hmm. (laughs) You don't get it either? What does that mean? Well, Seriously, and it sure doesn't sound like she thinks of herself as a scabbard. (laughs) I mean, who's the slot machine and who's the oyster? Well, but I mean, I don't understand what's the oyster slot machine. I don't understand. Well, I hear, aha, aha, we have talked ourselves to the conclusion. What is it? What she's she's describing their relationship in this way. It made no sense. Was an oyster in a slot machine. It you makes think? no sense. It was it, it, it yeah, I think that's exactly what it means. It means how did this happen? She was 20 years she had to be 20 years older than him first of all. And well, I don't know. I don't think so. If she's 88 now, have you seen him lately? Yeah. He's got to be. He's not 68. He's not. He, he's even more than 78. 
So that's just a 10 year difference. If that, I think, Mm. well, I think that's what it means. I think it's, it's an imaginative way of uh, compared, trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Okay. An oyster in a slot. By the way, she is, she is now, uh, she's, she was married five times or she's still married to the fifth. And, um, He's 30 years younger than her. Now that's an. That, well, that's, that's an what raven hair and uh, crimson guess. lips and uh, perch breaths and no wrinkles will get you. And, and, and when she is asked about the age difference, she has been known to quip. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> See, I think, <laughs> I think she's just probably a boatload of pleasure. I think she's funny. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just, uh, just, yeah. uh, just fun broad uh, ah. with a lot of energy. Because I gotta tell you, one husband was enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I uh, saw a story, a local story, about people who were a hundred years old, and uh, by the one of, by the way, one of them is the father of uh, Father Joseph. Yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah. And um, there was a woman, hundred-year-old woman. Forget where she is. I mean, it's all around here. It's local people, and she still works at McDonald's three days a week. She works at McDonald's. You know what kind of work she does? There's a picture of her sweeping the sidewalk outside. And yeah, I was going to say she busses the tables because she talks to everybody. She does the windows. She's a <laughs> hundred years old. So what? Isn't that wonderful? Yes, that's absolutely God. wonderful. And the reason that she does things like that is why she's a hundred. Well, she's you know. alive, and yeah, exactly. But wow, she, she bless her, Lynn Wright. Hang on. The reason that this author, James Joyce, and book, Ulysses, is so acclaimed is due to the introduction of stream of consciousness method of writing. Aha! Not because of any brilliance in the content of the book. No periods, no commas, no you're just free form word salad. So if Oh, that's a good – okay, so he did something, and that's why the guy says uh, this is historic because he's done something no one else would do. But it's not historic if it doesn't actually create exactly. something after it. So he wouldn't really he, – he is deeming it worthy at the same time that he calls it historic. He also – he was disgusted by it, and I, having not read it, I'm not sure what disgusted him, that he thought – Sounds so objectionable. Was it sexual? I don't know. I have I no idea. I don't remember. I really, I mean, it, it, there's not a word of it in my head. Well, isn't that the one where it was Molly Blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, she said, yes, 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 I will, I will, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> was that it? Was that I, Well, probably. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I mean, as I said, I didn't read it. I just uh, heard about it. Okay, so I've got one more from an old actress. Um, and this one I understand, but I loved it. And I came across this also while reading in that uh, 125th anniversary uh, New York Times book review. And uh, this is, I guess, Rex Reed was uh, doing. I remember uh, him, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was doing an interview with Ava Gardner. And, uh, you know, an extraordinarily beautiful uh, actress uh, who had been married long, I think, a relatively long, tumultuous relationship with Frank Sinatra. Right. Yeah. They were married. Yeah. And um, he writes that uh, she's sitting on the floor, stuffing Nathan's hot dogs and swilling champagne and cognac. Stuffing in Nathan's hot dogs, 
swilling champagne and cognac and says to Reed what she thinks of her ex-husband's marriage to Mia Farrow. So this places it where he's gone on and married Mia Farrow. And here's what Ava Gardner said. Ha! I always knew Frank would end up in bed with a boy. <laughs> I knew that's what she was going to say. <laughs> so those are things that made me laugh, and I just wanted to um, share them with you. Oh, okay. Uh, hang on here. Ooh, I've got callers. Oh, boy. Hello? <laughs> she says with desperation. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 who knows how long they've been there as usual. Hello? Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susan. It's Mike. And I'm oh, hi, Mike. Mike. Hi. Listening to you, booby, two boobies, kidding <laughs> about um, Joan Collins has been the joy of my morning. But maybe I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is it? What about the oyster and the and the, Yes, yes. Oy, what are what are we wrong about? What do we don't get? What do you do with an oyster? How do you eat an oyster? What well, you just throw it into the back of your throat. Egg. You slurp you it. Slurp aloy oyster when performing fellatio on a woman, which I have never done. If God is my witness, what sound <laughs> do you make? When do you remember? Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, wait, see, this is, yeah, okay, I knew we were right about this. Okay, so you're saying, okay, gee, okay, back, thank you so much. I thought somebody, and you're the only one who had the nerve to do it. So, again, she said, it's Well, like, of course, because he's innocent. An experience, she likes it to being an oyster. In a slot machine. Oh, oh, but I've never seen, I don't gamble. What does a slot machine sound like? <laughs> something in a very tight hole. Jeez, oh, oh. man, you two boobies. <laughs> I got the tight hole thing. I just didn't get it. It the still doesn't. I still like my answer better. No, I did. Yeah, you might, you might, but Mike is right. <laughs> That's never bothered me for a minute. <laughs> That's an oyster, but okay. Well, I, I'm I so happy. I'm so happy that. that we arranged your insides with laughter. That's good. Yeah, you did. You did. Thank you for that. Okay. I just want to say I can't eat. I've never eaten an oyster. I love oysters. Makes me, the idea of it makes me sick. Oh well. They're really More good for, for me. the environment, apparently. And I just I just watched a video on Fox or Vox B O X videos that talk yeah, about yeah. how oysters are good yeah, for the no are oh, they're good for the um, coastline because oh, they okay. stop wave erosion. They clean the oil. They clean the water. Oh, don't worry, um, we'll kill them. We'll kill. We already em. have. We have. We are so, killing them. No, Maybe I think the warming, warming waters. But, yeah, the warming. Yeah, are killing them. Yeah. And no, we've we also over them by eating them. Yeah, we've over we've overfished or over oystered. So well, I am innocent of the oyster issue. <laughs> As am I, and I stand I stand tall on that comment. Have it's all on me, folks. In a slot machine. Oh my God. See, by putting this in this article, it was assumed that people would understand it. Wasn't it? That everybody's as perverted as I am, perhaps. Well, you know, you well, really, yeah. I, Lynn and I are two of the most, uh, for, for being as raucous as we are, we are two of the most innocent of innocents. Oh, come on. <laughs> you think? I do. <laughs> what? I do. Maybe. Well, yes, did you know I was a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what else it says? You know what else? I Think of the disgustingness of this. It says in her book that Daryl Zanuck, you know, the disgusting yeah. producer, kept a gold statue of his penis on his desk. 
<laughs> Isn't that listen, silence? I know, silence, right. How nice privilege. So, oh my God. Who cast it? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean he, he had to How about that artist? Yes, he gets a call on a Tuesday. Derek Zanuck wants to see you in his office. He wants the casting of his penis. Like, who is that good, dude? Well, you know. Money's money. <laughs> lots of people mean? will do lots of things for, you know, actually not very much money. I've told you of this act, uh, artist, the sculptor who's, you know, huge. As a matter of fact, the New York Times did a huge, huge thing on him not too long ago. And he, I came upon one of his pieces the other day at a friend's gallery, and he bronzed cow pies. Well, that's that's normal compared to this. Right, I don't know. Did Joan compare the, with reality? Could she say no. whether he was, you no. know, lying up? No, I'm sure she sh- she could have. Yeah, I'm afraid a lot of the women then could have. I think it was just a something you had to do. A lot oh. of the women and a lot of the men. Don't oh, think it. God, whatever. Yeah, unbelievable. All right. Well, Mike, I'm glad well, thank you, Mike. that us two boobies, as you called us, have given you such a pleasure. <laughs> yes. Give us, I'll take it. Give us about something else, please. Change the subject. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. Almighty. All right. So I love this idea of a billionaire's task. I do too. I'm just, yeah, but I'm a little worried about said, it. Because they said it might prove to be unconstitutional, especially, especially with this Supreme Court. I mean, because if you narrow a tax to literally 10 men. No, it's more like 700, turns out. No, no. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought they were just going after the top 10 because that's all the money they need. Okay, so anybody with a billion. Speaking of money, do you see Elon Musk has now so far surpassed everybody else? Uh, let me see. I got it here somewhere. Uh, just this week. I guess it was because who did it hurt? Hertz, Hertz, Hertz bought 100,000 Teslas. Jesus. Okay. So that's part of what just upped his 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 worth. So it says that he now has two hundred forty-eight and a half billion dollars, which, by the way, is almost twice as much as Bill Gates. Poor Bill Gates. He's well. Poor. If he hadn't he has been a- philandering, philandering on his wife. I, and- you know, he would have had time to make more money, but because, you know, he had, there's that. But so somebody, I love it when they do these things. Uh, we have no conception of this kind of wealth. Zero. You can't even imagine it. It's just a number. It means nothing. We know it's a lot. Somebody figured out if Elon Musk from this day forward were to spend a million dollars a day. Do you know how long it would take for him to spend his wealth? A million uh, a day. Uh, uh, several eons? I have no idea. 680 years. So almost seven centuries. Spending a million a day. Hmm. And, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's insane. Yeah, it's a, it's just unnecessary. At what point do you say, no, really, you got, and, and it is true. None of it, they're paying so little in taxes comparatively. I, oh, my God, you pay nothing. I right. want to here, here. Here's, and I did see. Was it a quote from I think Montaigne? How's that pronounced? That French guy or somebody, know. some French guy, and it was translated and it said something like, 
uh, <laughs> what did it say? It said that money and celebrity are something that once you start, once you get it, you absolutely have to have more and more and more. In other words, what he was saying was, it's an addiction. It becomes an addiction. There's no way anybody with that kind of wealth needs more money. They couldn't give it away fast enough if they wanted to. And it's like an addiction. And I think it's true. I remember once when I asked for a raise, right after I'd been at Channel 4 for a while, I asked the general manager for a raise, which, believe me, I deserved. And he said, look, here's what happens. If I give you a raise, you'll just spend more money. And then you'll feel like you need a raise again. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Did he say that to men? What do I know? Okay, I found out something a little scary. Uh, I guess this morning I first saw this. Do you know that our military is freaked out right now because of something China did? I mean, we know China's getting... Oh, bellicose. yeah, their supersonic thing. They, it says, China stunned. I don't like it when China stuns our intelligence operations, which means our intelligence operations didn't have a clue. Okay. China stunned U.S. intelligence and military officials by testing a nuclear hypersonic missile that traveled into space, made a full orbit around the globe, and then came back down at its target. Now, I'm not sure quite why that... I, I, uh, uh, anyway, the chair of the Joint Chiefs, General Milley, says, this is a very significant event. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite a Sputnik moment, but I think it's very close to that. Now, for those of you who don't remember the Sputnik moment, that's when the Russians, the Russians beat us into space, beat us into space. And we were caught so far behind and, you know, with our mouths agape. So um, I guess we don't have this kind of capability at all. No. So, um, also, Millie said this, if you take a step back in terms of history, we're in one of the most significant changes in what I call the character of war. We're going to have to adjust our military. So, uh, guys, our military now is uh, vulnerable and because it's an old military and it's built on old ideas of what the Chinese are going to clean our clocks in so many ways. I just can't. Can't. They scare the shit out of me, if you want to know the truth. Well, get, just, you know, just, just add it to the list, Lynn, of yeah, things okay. that I, well, we're, you know. well, we're in another Cold War, lest you – I mean, a Cold War. It's a Cold War with Russia. It's a Cold War with China. And Russia and China are going to cozy up. Um, it's scary. Yeah. And I was not thrilled with Biden saying that we would defend Taiwan. I say let the Chinese have it. I don't give a damn. We should, like all, more people should die for Taiwan. It is technically an island that belongs to China. Just saying. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, the, it's, it's like get in line. There are so many things to be 
worried about. And, I, you know, and frankly, my attention is, is mostly here because uh, the, the forces that are out to get me are local. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. The, the political uh, tumult and turmoil and terrifying stuff. I saw something. You don't even want to see it. I saw some guy, Sykes, his name is, I think. Um, I don't know. He was talking to a bunch of Trumpers and taking questions from the audience. And one guy said, so I'm going to, this might shock you, but I just want to know. You know, they are taking our freedoms. They are destroying our country. That's us, guys. I just want to know, when do we use the guns? Yeah. Our guns. All right. Uh, And he got, oh, and there were applause. People were like, yeah, yeah. And this guy looked perfectly normal. No, I'm just, uh, I've been saying this for, I've been asking for years now. What do you think those guns are for? Yeah. Right. It's scary. Hey, I have a new hero. Yes. Frances Haugen. That is the woman whistleblower. Facebook. Yeah. It's amazing what she did. It is amazing. What she started because now the avalanche is falling. You know, I mean, it's Well, but following. they haven't even, all these news operations are still, they haven't, this makes the Pentagon Papers grab look like uh, nothing. She has given the SEC and the uh, a number of media operations a trove. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and when you look at the, you know, how they drove the hate speech that, you know, a a mad uh, face got five points versus a thumbs up like. Well, for them to make more money, they 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 took. Yes. Any time was anger and, you know, that kind of negativity, they know that that promotes more and use of their platform. And so those things were pushed because it made them money, got them eyeballs, even though, what was the thing where I think, uh, uh, even though quite literally damn the torpedoes, what, why am I blanking on his name? The jerk. Um, Oh, the, the, the guy that that, that uh, you, I can't tell you now guy. because yeah I know who you're I asking about and Zuckerberg. I can't yeah right, right. Zuckerberg okay so Zuckerberg the answer um, is I can't tell you because you asked okay I think when he testified he lied he said something like five percent or something of. Uh, I can't. I no, no. His number was the opposite. That they caught ninety ninety seven percent of yeah, all right. of all, all hate stuff. speech and got it off there. And the and the correct number was more like five. It was five percent. Yeah. And that and that is in this trove that 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 she got. Now, yeah. So well, he's just what, sitting there lying before is. Congress. At what point does he get thrown in jail? He, you know, what all you of contempt of Congress. What's that going to get you? Nothing. Nothing. There has to be a penalty for lying to Congress. Well, the fact that she's testified now um, before the British Parliament, and I believe she's heading on to the EU. She's doing meetings with officials in France and in Germany and uh, in Brussels. She'll be speaking to the the EU officials and uh, she's going to be giving them all this crap, too. And she went over there because she knows that they are much further along with their willingness 
and a intent and ability to I hold guess, them accountable. Not, yeah. 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 To rein them in. Yeah. Uh, so unbelievable though. Really she unbelievable. Is what she did. I mean, she's just my, my hero. Francis, I think it's Haugen. Probably. Um, yeah. God bless her. God bless her. And I just wish everybody would get off the goddamn thing, but people won't. Well, I it's mean, the and in many places it's their entry to yeah, Wi Fi. That's not true. Not, not, not true, in, the true in this country. There's no excuse in the United States to still be on Facebook. You could you could hurt this guy by getting off. And you know what? You used to be able to keep in touch with people you wanted to. You know, other ways. And there's other ways. I would not, nah. I know this show has a Facebook page. I don't even know the, I don't even know how to get onto it. I don't know the password. Um, it wouldn't help you if you did. You can't remember a password. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, yeah. So, whatever. My God. Well, you sound like you feel better anyway. Well, you know, I was just thinking, uh, <laughs> this was good. This was good because see, if I'm not, if I'm not engaged like this, I'm just sitting here trying not to swallow. Right. Because every swallow, I have to grab something. It is so painful. And I can't sleep because of that. Can't sleep. So I'm a little sleep deprived to say the least too but uh, yeah this is a distraction and i i love it so i i sound and i i really medicated up right before the show mucinex and all that kind of stuff i don't know i well it's you sound better so i think it i was drinking tea i was drinking (laughs) tea my my friend told me to put a teaspoon of honey right straight down my throat which i've never done Yep. And yeah, I guess that didn't seem to help immediately. And it still hurts like hell, but I'm a little less, I don't know. You, you know, might I went wanna, to a You might want to, I think I, gargling with organic. Salt water. Apple cider vinegar. Oh, God. I don't have organic. That's a, and, and honey, you mix apple cider vinegar and honey. I'll, <laughs> talk, I'll talk to my daughter. It was an old singer's trick. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you the recipe, but it's supposed to help. All right. Well, I just have to say that, you know, our healthcare system is effed up. I mean, you know. How long so, did you sit in your car in the parking lot? <laughs> of a Med Express? Uh-huh. I, I went to, I drove further to a Med Express that was not in the city, thinking, I think this one might be a little, and I think it was. I think I got in a lot quicker. Um, but they had told me it would be at least 90 minutes before I could come in. And uh, it was less than that. I think it was more like an hour they got me in. And then once I was in, you know, I was there for some time because there were, was a poor little child crying, screaming. Oh, God, I hate that. I hate that. But, and then when I finally got seen, there wasn't even a doctor in the place. There was a, a physician's assistant, which, you know, I guess, okay. I also didn't feel like they did um, the swabs, you know, sticking swabs up your nose. It was done so quickly. I mean, I've done an at-home test. I really, like, troll around trying to make sure I get everything. And this was like, boing, out. And then they said, that was the quick one. And then he was going to do another one. For the longer one, which I haven't gotten back. And that was the same thing. Boing. And I'm thinking, I don't know about this. Hmm. So, I don't know. Now, well, I would and feel I'm, better if they had done the test where they tickled your brain. They don't seem to do that anymore. Well, they did it to the mother right before they uh, took her off to surgery, right up to her nose, and she yelled at them about that, too. <laughs> is she still yelling? Yeah, still unhappy. She is. Yeah. But she's doing, she 
she's doing fine. She's she's doing fine. But, you know, uh, just uh, general anesthesia in a 99-year-old woman is going to take a little time. She's has uh, very little energy, but she's walking around. She's eating three squares a day. She's just fine. Okay. Now, how long are you there? I'm going to go tomorrow, and but okay. I'm going to be back uh, the following week because uh, she's got an appointment with the follow with the surgeon, and I. Uh. Think- I think I should be there to protect him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. Ah, gee. All right. Well, poor guy. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, Sue. Hey, thanks. Okay. Uh, please being, feel better. Then uh, keep in touch. I, I. Thank you. I will. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. And um, guys, I'll try to. I'll try to do the show tomorrow. Okay, I'm. I just feel like crap, but I did it. So, what's Susan doing? Having trouble getting off. Anyway, so there it is. Um, thanks, and uh, uh, I'll see you. I hope. I think tomorrow. I sound okay, don't I? All right. I'm going to go think about oysters and slot machines now. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.